Hub Day. Good morning and welcome to Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The oven that is known as the Valley of the Sun in the summertime is back on. We actually had some reasonably nice weather the last four or five days, but, uh, yep, the oven's back on. Uh, I, I saw temperatures getting approaching 114 degrees. Ah, no big deal. You know what? When you live here, you got to make it through year one. That's the hardest part. The first summer is so hard. And then after that, it's fine because it is. It truly is a dry heat. I, I was out on the golf course yesterday afternoon. I mean, it was me and my buddy, <laughs> his girlfriend, and one other friend. That was it. I mean, we were about the only people out there. But uh, it can be done. Uh, it's very, very cheap to play golf right now. It's the only time I really play because uh, during the quote-unquote snowbird season, yeah, forget about it. Uh, the courses are packed and they're overpriced, but uh, you can play some really cheap golf out here right now. You just got to survive the weather. Uh, the website, allamericangold.com, will keep you updated on what you need to know. Make it part of your daily routine. We've got... A great show lined up for you. Jay Powell's been talking. Not here. You know, it really, truly is. It's the. It is maybe the greatest mob organization of all time. Uh, he was in. I believe. I believe, and I could be wrong of what uh, South American country, but I believe he was in Peru today. Uh, giving a speech there. I'll tell you what he had to say. We have an item today. I've never sold one. I'll be honest with you. As far as I know, I've never seen one. The, and, and what is so funny about it is the only reason you're going to be able to buy them is because the premium... You know, we know here, we've been in this this era for about the last 18 months or so where the premiums are so low that it just isn't worth the squeeze isn't worth the juice if you will so all of you get ready uh, I'm super excited uh, because I love seeing new stuff and uh, it's a coin that we sell a lot of uh, it just has to do with condition we'll talk all about that uh, during the next segment uh, but a couple of things that I want to let you know, uh, and I know for, for Colorado, you guys have been so patient. As we've been telling you, listen, change is coming. And it's going to be for the best, and it's going to take a while. Uh, but we've got uh, our first new advertiser coming on board uh, up in KHNC. Of course, you know that, that we've opened a brand-new office up there in Colorado uh, Michael and Jason and and a big big shout out uh, to Brian. Uh, we've been working very hard with the software system that runs the studio there. And you know, up in Colorado, we've had some issues with that. Uh, we we were able to believe it or not, nobody fought. Well, I blame the software company and the people that provided the hardware for it, but. Uh, we, we were able to fix some things that will hopefully make things better for us. Uh, we've got a brand new, like I said, brand new advertisers coming. If you want to get on board, 
uh, and, and get be a part of what we're doing up there. Give us a shout. Let us know. We'll tell you what you, all the ins and outs of what you need to do. But uh, but I'm just so excited. Of course, we got that second hour going now. And Brian and Jason, I never know what these two guys are ever going to say. I, I don't. They they filled in last week, and, and the show they did it was. Well, let's just say it wasn't for everybody, you know, and, and I, you know, but then again, hey, you know what, it is entertaining, uh, some people didn't like it, other people loved it, I, I, I was kind of like, wow, you know what, if you haven't heard Friday's show, you may not want to listen to it, I don't know, but a lot of cannibalism on Friday's show, it was uh, a totally a different spin, the, 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 when they were in for me the last time they did the show, uh, the conspiracy theory about the Titanic. I mean, the, these guys, they're, 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 uh, they're getting better and better, and some of the stuff they do is really uh, has nothing to do with gold but is very, very entertaining. So make sure you, you catch uh, Jason and Brian in the afternoons up there in Colorado. But we are – things are happening. I know sometimes it doesn't seem that way. Uh, even like gold, you take gold and silver. I know, like we wanted, you know, a lot of you want it to be three, four thousand dollars now, and I keep telling you, you don't, because it's going to be bad. But yeah, it's coming. Uh, but but it's just going to take a, a, a little bit of time before everything gets there. Uh, we have another, our first. I don't know if it's our first, but you know that we've been talking a little bit about what we call the emerging market economies, right? And, and, and for those of you that, that don't know, these are economies that most of them, uh, they have their own currency, okay? So, so example, uh, the Mexican peso, that's one of the emerging markets. But they're not a big, uh, it's not a currency a lot of people buy, right? You know, most people don't buy the Mexican peso to go buy crude oil or anything because you can't you can't buy anything with it outside of Mexico. Uh, and these are called emerging markets. Most, if not all, of these emerging markets suffer when the Federal Reserve, right, is up to a lot of shenanigans. And now, right now, right, what are the the Federal Reserve has been raising rates? Uh, it's been causing a lot of pain in the emerging markets. Uh, and today, something caught my eye. We have an emerging market. Um, I don't even want to uh, try to pronounce it, but it's one of the stands. You know, you got uh, Kazakhstan, Pakistan, Afghanistan. It's one of the stands in Asia that has a new way around the problem. Of course, it involves gold. We'll talk about that and so much more when we return. Hiding out in the cellar, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0519. You know, that was one of the things that I get used to here in Arizona. I don't want to say there's none because I know there are some. But most of the houses here have no basement. There is no cellar to, to hide out in. Uh, in, in here and there, I think it's just because the ground's just so stinking hard. Uh, it doesn't make sense to. Uh, and those of you who've ever built a pool know uh, they always give you the the two what I call the two quotes. The first quote is the oh yeah okay you want a pool and you want the deep end to be you know six foot or 
You know, for those of you who want a diving pool, you want seven or eight or nine feet. And and, and then the guy will say, well, it'll be this much. But they'll immediately say, but if it's a hard dig, right? and then the price like doubles or triples, it's always a hard dig here uh, in Arizona. Uh, so just keep that in mind if you're new to the Valley of the Sun and you're going to put in a pool, get ready for for the hard dig as you try to uh, beat the heat, if you will. And then your kids get older, and uh, they never go in the pool anymore. It's I don't know when it happens. It, it's Arlene's laughing. She knows. I mean, like thirteen, four, thirteen or four. I don't know what the cutoff. Probably. How, how about like freshman year of high school is like the cutoff. All of a sudden, right? They're in the pool like every day, and then they become a freshman. Now they don't go in at all. Now like, I got my my youngest is a sophomore. My old kid ready to go to college. I think they've been in the pool once the whole year. And 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 I only say that I think because I actually wasn't there, but I saw towels hanging up outside drying off. Uh, but but yeah. Anyway, what that has to do with gold? Absolutely nothing. But uh, t- today we have an item that we're going to be selling that I've actually never sold before. But it's a product. It's one of our outside of you know twenty dollar libs and saints. And, and silver eagles, right? We sell those all day long. And then uh, the $10 libs, the $5 libs, right? We, You know, these are our core items. This is actually a core item. Now, these are $10 Liberty gold pieces. Okay, so these are, you know, 1866 all the way up to 1907, right? And we told the story Teddy Roosevelt didn't think uh, the Liberty coin was magnificent enough. Wasn't wasn't good enough, brilliant enough to reflect how strong the United States was. And we needed a, a coin that that you know you know symbolized the power of the United States, and that's where the St. Gaudens came in, and it's now the design, uh, the St. Gaudens gold coin, the $20 gold piece, but that's now the design that's on the Silver Eagle. Uh, so, obviously, they did a pretty nice job. Uh, the Liberties, they're just the, the side profile of Lady, Lady Liberty's face, okay? So, that was the coin, and then when you got into the fractional, that's where the Indians came in. So, the Saints and the Indians went together up until that time. Uh, it was all liberties, right? So $20 liberty, $10 liberty, $5 liberty, two and a half. Uh, they even have some $1 ones. Uh, we don't, I think we've sold the $1 a couple of times in the 15 years I've been here. They're so tiny that you don't even think they're real. So, so we. I don't like to sell them. Well, number one, they're super expensive, and number two, when when I first saw them, I was like, oh my god, is that even a real coin? And it, yes, it was. Uh, but today we have the ten dollar Liberty. Here's what's different. It's the grade. This is a grade uh, that I I don't even talk about it because I don't see it. Normally, we know we have the what we call the raw, right? That's the the ungraded. Uh, a lot of these coins will be in jewelry, right? Because they're nice looking, right? We sell them by the boatloads. 
and and you know you somebody maybe somebody will make a necklace out of it or uh on the smaller ones like the indians or the tenth ounce uh they'll make it into a ring or or a bracelet uh and then we have the the xs and the vs uh, again we sell a lot of those as well and those are uh coins that uh you know they probably got a lot of coin marks on them. Uh, they they got what what I, I like to refer to as the bag dust. You know, so so they've got like that that blackish little tint on it, which I call bag dust. After you spent years and years inside of a bag burlap bag, you get the bag dust. Then you've got the AUs, right? We've been selling those a lot, quite a bit lately, because the price is warranted, which is. Uh, and, and depending on uh, who you talk to uh, about uncirculated or almost uncirculated, either one of those two terms, uh, they both start with an A. An a uh, and then normally you go into the graded coin, the 60, 61, 2, 3, 4. Uh, but there's another grade, and there always has been. And I get the every day when when I when I come to work in my inbox, I get a sheet. Well, and I, that's what we call it. we call it the sheet. Hey, what, what's on the sheet today? And and the sheet uh, just tells you tells me here's all the things that are available. Here's all the different grades, and and here's what it costs. And the grade that we're talking about is what they call B-U-C-U. B-U-C-U. So B-U, brilliant, uncirculated. C-U is normally designated for paper currency. But the reason why they use it, because a lot, I think be over the years, uh, depending on what side of it you came on, the, it's just a term people would know. Uh, maybe you were a paper currency guy, and now you're buying gold. You would understand uh, the lingo. But CU is choice uncirculated. So brilliant uncirculated or, or choice uncirculated. Now the, the 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 key things to this is is really what they look like. These are coins that somebody bought, and let's just say it was 1887, 1893, 1902, 1878, right? We, we whatever pick the year. Like I said, from 1866 to 1907. Someone got one brand spanking new. And, you know, because back then it was being delivered by stagecoach, right? You know, the Wells Fargo. <laughs> back before they started ripping us all off, and, and these coins would bounce around and this and that, but they, they got them on a, a brand new, and it didn't have a lot of coin marks. But then this person did something unusual. They never spent it. It sat in under a mattress, in a drawer, possibly a safety deposit box, right? And it never got circulated. 
it survived gold confiscation and didn't get melted down, which you know most of the coins did. So, so even again, so even you know, it, it had to go through a lot of stuff, but it never got used. Normally, they don't really they don't sell this grade because these are gradable coins. In other words, the wholesalers will get these coins, and instead of selling them to me, they're like, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna get them slapped. Right, and then for those of you that don't know coin grading, it's a it's a scale, like zero to ten, except in coins they use sixty to seventy. So seventy being perfect. Like today, as an example, every silver eagle, every gold eagle minted today is MS sixty nine or MS seventy, right? Because no one uses it as money; it doesn't get used. Right, so they get minted. Uh, they don't have to go on stagecoaches anymore, so there's no bag marks, right? And they put them in these plastic rolls and all that stuff, and 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 they're they're gonna be Mint State '69 or Mint State '70. And of course, you know, you think about the minting technology and the pressing and all of that's improved over the last couple hundred years and all that stuff. But because the premiums are so low, they're like, ah, it's not worth us getting them graded. Because in a normal market, a Mint State 62, as an example, would run a couple of hundred to maybe $250 more than, than an ungraded one. Today, it's very tight, right? So it's not worth the juice. But here's what they told me. This is what they told me. These coins, these B-U-C-U coins, would grade out somewhere between MS-60 to MS-63. And they said, even a it could possibly be at Mint State 64, I have no idea. But they told me the words they use, these coins are very flashy. That's what they said. And they actually put it in writing. I have it in writing. I'll, 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 uh, I'll read it to you exactly what they described it to me. These are very nice and very flashy. They got a nice date mix both pre- and post-1900 dates. So 1866 to 1907, there's there's a lot of dates in there, uh, and they, they, they run the whole gamut, because these aren't just, like, a lot. you know, the common date, the 1904, the 1907, these aren't just those. They're $695. Okay, that's what I'm selling them for. Cost on a Mint State 62 is $695. Cost on a Mint State 61, $690. So that if I was to buy graded coins from them today, that's what a 61 would cost, a 60. So you're buying it 
essentially, I'm going to say essentially a cough. These are BUCU, brilliant uncirculated U.S. $10 liberties. There's a hundred of them. And like I said, this is a grade I've never seen. So I hope you buy them so I can see them for myself. Uh, they're $695. Uh, that's 35 And here's you know here's where you're getting to the point of why they didn't feel it was worth it. That's $35 over the reduced price that I have on the ungraded $10 Liberty. So you can buy, you know what, I'll do either or. If you want to buy the the circulated $10 Liberties that I normally sell, they're 660 These BUCU coins that are quote-unquote very flashy, that would grade somewhere between Mint State 60 to Mint State 63, by the way, if the uh, Mint State 63, just by cost. Uh, you'd be over seven hundred and thirty dollars, uh, sixty-four. Which I, I have a hard time believing that because a sixty-four would be worth it. Because uh, cost on a mint state sixty-four is a thousand bucks. But you can pick these up today, six hundred and ninety-five dollars. These are on the CUBU, uh, whatever uh, one you're more familiar with, brilliant uncirculated or choice uncirculated coins. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is the toll-free number. If you want to use your credit card, you absolutely can, but you need to add ten dollars a coin to put it on the credit card. Patriot Radio News Hour. We're going to get back to the news when we return. We had home sales out. I'll tell you all about it. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. A daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The primary reason given by so-called free traders for workers' visas is that they are supposedly needed to fill jobs that Americans refuse to do. That's a comical excuse when it comes to professional baseball, which are the most desired jobs in all of the American economy. Baseball owners have exploited the P-1 visa program to get bargain players who are cheaper than the top American talent. Apparently, no one told the owners that foreign players are not going to fill a stadium the way that Stan Musial, Ted Williams, and Jackie Robinson did. In fact, Jackie Robinson and Willie Mays and Hank Aaron after him inspired a generation of young African Americans to become baseball stars like them. That motivation is largely gone today with the deluge of foreign players on P-1 visas. And without enough black baseball stars, hardly any young African-Americans play the sport anymore. While major league teams have an oversupply of foreign players, and even more in the minor leagues, nearly one-third of the big leagues today have only one black player on their roster. Last year, there were fewer black players in Major League Baseball than 1958, shortly after Jackie Robinson retired. Like the H-1B worker visas for ordinary employment, the P-1 visa rules are twisted to allow foreigners to take jobs away from Americans, despite how that was not the original intent. P-1 visas were supposed to be limited to athletes who want to come to the United States, quote, temporarily to perform at a specific athletic competition, such as the Olympics, explains the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services website. 
But later, the same website says that P-1 visa holders can stay for a whopping five years in order to, quote, complete the event, competition, or performance, end quote, even though no athletic events last anywhere near as long as five years. Even worse, the government website explains further that the total stay can actually be up to 10 years, by which time the professional baseball player will have found another way to stay here permanently. When it comes to baseball, the excuse that Americans don't want the jobs, it just doesn't fly. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Illegal immigration burdens our schools and social services and opens doors to criminals and terrorists. Outdated visa programs divert jobs from Americans. PhyllisSchlafly.com chronicles these outrageous unfair practices and provides answers. Go online to PhyllisSchlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. 800-951-0592. Two lines open. Uh, the BUCU $10 Liberties 695. Uh, these have not been sent out to slap. What they're telling me is that these are, you know, the Mac Daddies. These are gradable coins, but the, you know, that like I said, I'm selling them retail uh, for for what it would cost on a for me to buy an MS61 or 62. So the value is there. Uh, they're six hundred ninety-five dollars. I don't know a lot about it, but I've been lucky enough to bring on a guy that does. Uh, Jason, you were actually listening. Absolutely, yeah. I, I try to listen to the show while I'm uh, preparing for my uh, afternoon show, and so I, I try to get the skinny on what's going on in the morning, so I have a better idea what I'm going to do in the afternoons. Now, now, Jason is uh, I call him our expert. Uh, like he's big with pennies, right? You know, you know, we don't deal in pennies, but he's he's good with what I'll call the loose change stuff, and and he's really knowledgeable. Uh, when it comes to grades and all that stuff, because you know, like us, we always like to stay at the low end, and and I focus in on what we do. But but you actually called in, and and we're talking to to Arlene, and and then I was I was yelling at Arlene, let's if Jason can come on, and and because I know he knows more about this than I do. What can you tell me? Yeah. So. Uh, my question was: is, is there's different ways of getting coins graded? So when I was listening to your uh, telling the audience, well, the deal that we have, uh, there's there's different ways to grade. So mo- mainly when a, uh, a person sends coins in to get graded is to, is to find out exactly where that coin sits, whether it's not a mint state, which is a lower grade coin, an AU, or a, uh, a, a mint state coin, which, well, like you, you said really, really well, was 60 to 70. You know, a mint state coin hasn't been in circulation, and there's no where. The coins that you're selling, now that there's, there's another reason that some people uh, send coins in is if they have a whole bunch of coins and they don't want to pay the full grade price, they just want to get a verified coin. Like this is, a, this is an actual coin, it's not a fake. And sometimes, and I don't know for, specifically, but they can say, hey, this is an AUB or this is, a, this is an uncirculated coin, but they won't give you the grade. And, they, and then the grading companies will charge you less. And this is for uh, companies that want to do a whole lot of coins. They'll, they'll do something like that just to keep the cost Right, down. so we're talking about, like, PCGS or NGC. Uh, you can actually send in your coins, not necessarily to be graded, but to verify that they are the real McCoy. 
Correct. And, and, and of course, today now, well, in, in the funny part, today now there's technology that does that, right? You Actually, we had one of our customers bring one in here uh, and do a coin testing thing. You can actually now, uh, with technology, they have like these uh, RF guns, as I call them, that you can you know, essentially almost scan the coin itself, and they'll tell you all the minerals that are in it. But nonetheless, continue, Jason. Yeah, so what I like about this deal, uh, for anyone listening that's, uh, that's on the fence, these are the coins you want. Don't buy that one for 660 Buy this one for 695 because these are just being eyeballed uh, by uh, wherever Joe's getting them. And they're saying these are really cool coins. They look really, really good. They could grade in a, in a, in a range of conditions, but they're, they're calling them uncirculated. So some of these coins it's it's really hard sometimes to uh to really judge a coin just by when you have a bunch of these you're going through and they could miss easily a mint state 64 uh, one of those higher grade coins that are worth more because they're just selling these more as like a bullion type item which is what we do at patriot trading however you get you know we get these in you pay you know 30 dollars more whatever it is you're going to get a higher quality coin under a different market, this coin can go way up in value, be worth a lot more, especially if you decide to have it graded or uh, decide to sell it on the secondary market to uh, maybe a collector or something. But you're getting this coin almost at bullion value for, so, for what? Yeah. Right. So, so I, here's what I do know. So, and I and I'm happy to share this with all of you. Uh, we buy, uh, all, you know, ninety percent of our gold in 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 the older gold market we buy from the exact same place. Uh, they're called Heritage. They're world-renowned. Uh, the Christie's, Sotheby's, and Heritage. Heritage is the second largest of those three. And I forget which one's first and which one's third. Uh, but they are the largest gold wholesaler in the world. They have offices in London, in Hong Kong, in Europe, They've got offices here. The, the, their main office is actually in Texas, uh, which coincidentally, by the way, if you go out to allamericangold.com, the Texas depository is now open for business. Uh, if you want to be storing, if you're in Texas and want to store your gold uh, there, you can now do so. They've opened up their own depository. Of course, uh, Texas, a large buyer of gold, is going to be storing their gold there as well. But they have the best, uh, and, and, and help me, and I don't, if I mispronounce it, Jason, correct me, uh, numismatist? numismatist? Yeah, numismatist. Yeah, the end of the M there, you numismatist. Okay, they are, and these are the people that would, uh, you know, do grading. They don't work for PCGS or NGC, but they have their own, who have looked at these coins and have said every single one of these, is a gradable coin. The difference is, is, is right, I, when, when you go in to get graded, they put it under the microscope, and they do all kinds of, uh, well, how much wear is on the crown of Lady Liberty, and how much wear is here or there, because there's certain things that they'll go and look for. Am I right about that, Jason? Ab- absolutely, yeah. Uh, one of the reasons that coin grading got so big recently was uh, because of, you know, like, like eBay. You're going to buy a coin off eBay, and someone claims it's this great coin, and then you buy this thing, it gets shipped to you, and it's it's crap, right? Well, when when you have a graded coin, somebody independent of that seller on eBay or wherever 
uh, graded this coin, said this is the value and the, and the level that this coin is at. And then when you sell it through the mail or through eBay, then you then you know when you get it in the mail, you're going to get a coin that's 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 what you wanted to get. So that, that's why grading is such a big deal. It, you know, what we're selling is ungraded, but Heritage uh, has quality coins. They're not going to they're not going to sell something at a level that's not right because then if if they sell something that they say is great and it's not, they're going to get all these returns, and that's right. not a good business practice. And this is one of the things when you buy these, I want you to take it a step further. Do not co-mingle these coins with your others. Right? Put them, leave them in the invoice that they came in and all of those things, so that way when you sell them back, we're going to pay you that premium. There's no doubt about it. These are, are definitely coins, and if you if you want to get them graded, uh, we can give you the information to do that as well. Uh, so, so uh, Jason, I, pre- I know you're busy, and I know you've got a lot going on up there in Colorado, by the way. Congratulations. I guess our, we're going to have a new advertiser going to be on your show this week. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Grandpa's uh, Gun and Pawn is joining us very soon, and uh, we'll, we'll have Rod Brandenburg on as soon as we can get him on. Great. All right, Jason, thanks for calling in and helping us with that. Uh, I promise we'll get to the news right when we return. About 78 of the BUCU $10 liberties remain. Uh, I just got, uh, and I had asked this question before I got on the air, I just got the response from Heritage. One of you can buy 10 of them and get 10 different dates. So if you want to buy 10, first person that calls to buy 10, you're going to get 10 different dates. No extra charge. Everyone charges more for that, not us. And four of you can call and buy five different dates. Uh, again, no charge. There's First person to call to order 10 is going to get 10 different dates. Uh, the first four people that buy five or more, and we actually had six, but two people already bought five or more, or five, uh, are going to get five different dates. Uh, so, so there are plenty of dates out there. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I told you we'll get to the news. Existing home sales came out today, uh, disappointed. Uh, April's number got revised lower. May's number came even lower than that. It's the third consecutive monthly year-over-year decline in existing home sales. Now, that's the bigger market, right? That's 90% of the home market. Sales are now down 3% year-over-year. So so it's getting bigger. And, of course, we're, we're still hearing uh, about inventory problems. And, again, and I've been saying it for a long time, there is no inventory problem. As long as you want a home that's over half a million dollars. <laughs> Anything below that, there just is no inventory. Uh, the average price of the home, the median price of a single-family existing home hit a new-time, all-time record high. And again, there's no inflation. I want to get to Jay Powell and what he said about inflation in a minute. But it hit a new record high. And, and it's, man, it's, it's, I don't know how people can afford it. 200, just a couple hundred bucks short of 265000 on a, an existing home. First time buyers. This was a number that had always been 40% plus, uh, 30%. Uh, and really having a hard time moving off of that. And you can understand it. 
right? I, you know, I tell the story all all the time when Sarah and I bought our first home. Joey was was uh, was wasn't quite one yet. Matter of fact, we moved in right as he was one. It was one hundred and thirty grand? I think it was one hundred thirty-seven, but one hundred and thirty grand, and that, that was a new one, right? We bought new. New homes now, you can't get a new home for under three hundred grand anywhere. Well, you can. You go to Arizona City, my buddy. If you want to live in Arizona City, my buddy's got brand new homes out there. Call me; I'll give you his number for like one hundred and forty, one hundred and fifty grand. Uh, but existing home sales fell in February. Uh, they're now three percent down year over year, uh, and this is the big part of the year. So this was the lowest number since January. Uh, on the other side, inventories of properties available did rise. Matter of fact, it was up six. Uh, that wasn't up six percent. I'm sorry, uh, but but was up month over month. But there's still six percent less homes on the market this year than last year. Sales are down three percent. Uh, there's a four point something, four point one or four point two uh, month supply. Uh, the annualized number now is down to 5.43 million. And again, remember, no inflation. I don't know how home prices continue to hit record high after record high after record high. Rent uh, continuing. I mean, every single month, or at least every other month, rents are at record highs or hitting new record highs. And yet the Federal Reserve continues to tell us that there's no inflation. Jay Powell, who was out of the country, like I said, he was I believe he was in Peru, said that the United States here's something I will say this. I don't agree with the Fed often. But I agree with what Jay I'm gonna tell you this next sentence, I agree with one hundred percent. The US economy is not on the verge of repeating the outbreak of inflation last seen in the 70s. I agree with you. You are right, Jay. We are not on the verge of that. Nope. This one is a far crueler animal. Despite the obvious parallel of a tight labor market, according to Powell today, and again, the labor market, the way it was calculated then versus today, vastly different. And that's the first thing you need to know. The labor market is now as strong as it's been in 50 years, he said. I'm taking you back to that time. In May, the U.S. unemployment rate was 3.8%, and we are forecasting that it may break levels not seen since the 60s. By the way, in case you wanted to know, the unemployment rate was below 4% from 1966 through January of 1970. Okay, now, that was using the old calculations, which actually meant something. Uh, as we know, we're at 3.8 with the new calculation. Using the old calculation, we'd be at 8. So you can 
you know, there's a little bit of, uh, again, trying to rewrite history, if you will, by Jay Powell. They said that the price index, or inflation as measured by the price index, increased from below 2% in 1965. Right, and remember, through most of our nation's history, inflation did not exist. Now we seemingly have to live with it to above 5% in 1970. I want to finish with Jay Powell when we return. Page of Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Final segment on this Wednesday. Uh, yeah, I, I got it. I need a vacation. So he was not in Peru. <laughs> Better fact, he wasn't even in South America. He was in Portugal. Uh, so maybe I should have uh, uh, read the article a little more closely. He was giving this. These were comments by Jay Powell today at a central bank conference in Portugal. So I wanted to to let you know that uh, he's saying that hey, he sees no sign of inflation. None. I, I mean, home prices record high. Uh, that's inflation, right? Uh, rents record high. That's inflation, right? Credit card debts all time record high. That's inflation, right? The, the cost to get inflation. I mean, it's every healthcare prices. That's inflation. How can you sit there and say no sign? One of the things that he said with the passage of the last half century. Important changes in the structure of our economy and in central bank practices, in my view, the historical comparison does not shed much light as we would have hoped. And and, and I don't know if he was truthful about that. But this, again, probably addressing what? Why aren't wages rising? Right? Which is why they refuse to tell you there's inflation. But I do agree, this is not the 70s. Far from it. Uh, this is going to be something a lot crueler than that, and it's going to be uh, the fact that you're going to see inflation without any wages, right? which is the cruelest type of all, which I like to call stagflation. By the way, here's his direct quote. There are no signs that the public has begun to question the Fed's commitment to low inflation None. Or that inflation expectations have come under upward pressure. So there's no signs of inflation, and there's no sign that the public is questioning our our repeated statements that there's no inflation. Well, again, you can get away with that, I guess, if you're in Portugal. Uh, but that was Jay Powell today uh, reiterating the rate hike path. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, if if you press me right this second, are we going to get four rate hikes this year? I will say yes. But I will also tell you that give it a few months and we'll see. Uh, but right now, if Jay Powell is, is, and I guess this is the point that I'm trying to make. There must be some kind of pressure, Jay. 
Otherwise, why would you be raising rates this many times? And again, it, it, I think it's already too late. We'll have to wait and see. But that was uh, Jay Powell today in uh, in Portugal. Tomorrow, I didn't get to it today. Tomorrow, I'll talk about the Asian nation and their solution to dealing with the United States dollar. And again, kind of, you know, I keep telling everyone, be your own central bank. That's exactly what they're going to do, and they're putting away gold to do it. I'll do that tomorrow, uh, today. Don't forget these U.S. $10 BU Libs. They're six ninety-five, uh, five or more, five different dates. No one's bought 10 yet. If one person buys 10, you'll get 10 different dates. Uh, first time that we've ever sold this grade, 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. Everyone, take care. We'll be back tomorrow.